Okay, welcome back to Curious Entrepreneurs Podcast. Um, we're very excited today for many reasons, uh, one of which is we've got an amazing event going on uh, over the road next step. And one of our judges is one of our favorite human beings in entrepreneurship, which is Simon Squibb, who's been a mentor to me for a little while as a, at afar and directly, um, does incredible work with the Purposeful, uh, purposeful Project, um, of which has a, an incredible vision which can be uh, equally overwhelming uh, and ambitious at the same time as uh, the reality is they're making massive impact and um, growing at a scale, which is quite exciting for everyone involved. Um, and I'm very proud to be a, a community member. Um, you're with my co-host, Sam Squire, as always, the Ignition Coach uh, Inspired to Ignite. And I think we should just dry, dive straight in on that, that point. Welcome, Simon. Thanks very much for having me. It's great to be here. And you, you travelled a long way as well. You, you're alive, ready to go on a Sunday, Sundaypreneur. Yeah, well, um, I mean, don't, don't all entrepreneurs, I think the key is don't think about what day it is, think what's well, got to get done today, right? So it's, it's, uh, it doesn't really matter. I, I, I might rest on Tuesday if there's nothing to do. I like that. I, I think we, we talk about this a lot when we're working with young people. It's like, you, if you're going self-employed, if you're going to be looking after yourself, then what's the difference? It's just the day. And actually, okay. it's the habits every day regardless of what it is that, that keeps you sane and going right and your father as well so um so actually it's quite useful not to know what day and time it is because <laughs> kind of although the school system which i have an issue with uh, does try to trap you into monday to friday at nine till three as early as possible mm. so um, my son actually goes back to school next week and uh, I'm already annoyed at the way that this whole everyone has to turn up at the same time yeah. um, and drop their kids off, which is a nightmare. And, and three o'clock is not exactly the ideal time to pick no. everybody up. So, uh, yeah, I've been looking into homeschooling recently. Mm. Home education. I was going to say home education. Yeah, you're not allowed to call it homeschooling. Well, look, I think um, a whole conversation, and I know that you know, we, we've used an analogy when we've been discussing late at night usually because I've, I've gone... Simon, I've just I've got a vent. I've got a you know rant at you about something at one o'clock in the morning, and we were talking about um, that side of things around the home education stuff. That you know, people are taking things into their own hands, and it's um, uh, and it's a shame. But what I think I'd like to come to that um, actually. So so we always start with the same question. Mm -hmm. Sam Sam always kicks off with that question. So mm -hmm. I'll let uh, you do your thing, man. Mm -hmm. Firstly, I'll obviously for those that don't know you that aren't on TikTok. If you get a brief introduction of what you do, what you're about, and then we'll jump into the, our normal question. Who's not on TikTok? <laughs> Show of hands, please. Uh, anybody listening? Yeah. I, I, um, um, yeah. It, well, basically, I'm an entrepreneur. I, I, I grew up in the, uh, St. Neots, where we are right now recording this. this Welcome is back. I, thank you. It's pretty uh, weird to, to come back. Um, I, um, I left here uh, at 15 years old. Um, and uh, my father died, and three weeks later, my mother kicked me out of home. Um, and so, um, yeah, so I, I, I basically yeah, grew up here in this town where we're recording this. And from that moment of being kicked out of home, um, I basically, first time ever, asked myself, what is my purpose? And for the first time ever, um, I woke up the entrepreneurial muscle in my brain, um, and because I couldn't get a job, because I didn't have a national insurance card, I didn't have an address, um, I couldn't get a job. Mm. So I had to start a business. Best thing that ever happened to me. Mm. And from that moment onwards, um, I have had jobs, part-time jobs, 
Um, but always uh, I had a business that failed. I needed to earn some money to build myself back up again. Mm. Um, I got trapped into a job for a while because I actually liked the job. Almost um, dangerous. Dangerous, yeah. yeah. Um, but eventually um, this 15-year-old me always re-emerged as uh, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I started 19 companies. Um, I spent 20 years in Hong Kong. I've lived in Thailand. Uh, I've lived in Bali. Um, I've lived in Shanghai, Beijing, um, Australia. Um, and now I live between London and East Sussex. Um, and um, But I've traveled all over the world from humble beginnings um, in, in this lovely little town. I have... Uh, I've seen seen the world. I've invested um, in seventy six startups, um, and I have had the honour to be a part of some other people's brilliant business journeys, as well as building my own nineteen companies. And as you mentioned in the intro, kindly today I run something called the Purposeful Project, which is um, my philanthropy project, I guess, where I want to empower people to give them the entrepreneurial knowledge, um, so they can still get a job if they wish, but I want informed consent. I want people to have the option mm. to start a business of their own and not feel like when they come out of the education system right now, the only option is to get a job to pay down your student loan or yeah. um, because that's what you've been taught, um, getting a job is the answer. Mm. And I want to make sure, uh, and my mission is to fix the education system and make sure that people are aware they've got choices and then give them the tools like financial literacy and business knowledge so they can make a uh, decision whether they want to start their own business, work for someone else. Mm and so on so yeah today we want to help 10 million people unplug i call it from the system and have the option to start a business of their own if they wish wow i love it i love it though it's almost come full circle yeah, it's well, pretty it's cool, it's isn't pretty it? cool. It's a unique moment for yeah. for for you man that's awesome. yeah no and, and, and that's i mean respect man no thank you and i and i um yeah that's why I, i'm a big supporter of what you're doing not just because you're from my hometown mm doing it at a local level, um, I also feel like our missions are aligned. You know, we, 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 we care about giving people knowledge. We're in the same uh, battle, to use your analogy. He, we are. he said something to me um, one evening, again, another one of these late night rants. <laughs> he said, Alex, we're out battling the same battles. And um, at some point, we're going to need to retreat out and kind of combine to take on you know, bigger battles together. And I feel like today is a really good example of here where you've got two different community interests organizations um, that have come back retreated come over to to St. Neitz and said well look let's try some stuff and, mm. and today's pilot event's a perfect example of that mm. brilliant brilliant well welcome man. I'm so excited that's great to be here go for it sir and let's hit, so let's hit this our, up our one question is what sparks your curiosity well a couple of things I guess one is uh, things I don't understand mm. things that don't make sense. So I didn't understand crypto. I didn't understand NFTs. Um, initially, it's easy to judge those things. Mm -hmm. And I quite like um, reserving judgment till I have full knowledge. Mm -hmm. So that that's one element. I think um, human nature interests me. I have been a bit obsessed with this concept that we're all tribal recently and how we all follow. We all need a tribe, but we've lost it a little bit we you know we've kind of been sold mortgages and therefore we buy houses and then we live in these houses and we put walls up mm. and we don't talk to anyone outside of those that come into our home so we're not tribal anymore we've been cut off from our tribe so what do we do we default into politics and we suddenly become tribal are we conservative are we labor well you know none of this stuff matters actually so i i, I get curious about human nature mm. human instincts human training um, and psychology and lately that's really got me fascinated how to help people unplug 
part of it is going back to where they got plugged in in the first place. Mm. Um, and that really uh, spikes my curiosity. Right. So I'm going to follow on with a question around that because um, during that exploration, um, and I, I, I get this because when you look at everything and we've had those kind of sessions that we've been running with Jacob in the Purposeful Project talking about the education system and people come in and, and it becomes quite overwhelming and, when, and, and you can become quite angry actually at times about what you find. But you know, my question off the back of that is actually on the positive side of things. You know, what have you found in that exploration that your favourite things about humans as a result of that? Regardless of that, yeah, um, I'm. I, I'm. I think there is a lot of negative out there about humans, right? I mean, social media has only added to it. You know, we talk about trolls and we talk about hate, mm. and I have a lot of that, by the way. Yeah, um, I've I've overwhelming amount of of, of trolls, um, but I find that it's quite quickly outweighed by the huge amount of people that are actually good. Mm. And what you're just talking about there, Alex, we have, um, for those listening, we have a Discord community. And normally on a Wednesday and a Friday, we all get together and we discuss subjects. And one of those subjects that we talk about quite a lot is how to fix the education system. Mm. And what's amazing is that all of these people that come and discuss this have given up their Friday night, given up their time, knowledge, energy, to try and help solve a problem that perhaps a lot of them um, quite wealthy. They don't, this isn't a problem for them anymore. Um, they could just uh, be selfish and live a life of indulgence and mm. personal enjoyment. Mm. Uh, but they're actually more motivated than ever to help. And I see that more and more. Um, I think people are scared to help, yeah. um, especially if they're successful because uh, they, they get hated if they help. And if they're just selfish, they get admired for the nice house they've got and the nice car they've got. Mm. Um, but if they actually give, they get hate, which is really weird, really weird phenomenon. Um, it's almost like, well, why don't you give more? Yeah. You're rich. You could give even more. It's never enough. It's never enough. So, go, some, so, so, so a lot of rich people, <laughs> yeah. a lot of successful people are scared to help. But what I'm mm. seeing happen more and more, and it's happening in our Discord community, is that there's a lot of really good people there that are willing to do almost anything to help another human being who's down. And 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 it's uh, and you're one of those people, um, and 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 I think that that's that lifts me up when I see that that exists um, and that people are genuine. I think 99% of people are really good. Yeah. Unfortunately, the 1% has a louder voice. Yeah. Um, so I yeah. think we just need to rise up a bit. Very vo vocal minority. Just got to be careful. Be careful. They don't turn into a mobile minority. Is a, a thing I learned recently around just vocal minorities turn into a mobile minorities and how we can. Uh, use that to our advantage uh, in local areas and combine it, which is uh, the ultimate co-grow collaboration is the, the long term. Mm -hmm. Okay, brilliant. So, okay, let's get into the subject of entrepreneurship. So when you were, when you were younger and you talked about some of the, the endeavors that you've been going on and some of the young people that you we're going to meet today <coughs> are similar situations actually, you know, or, or in some form of that circumstance where, you know, they may be 16 to 18, you know, we've seen the horrors, told you one of the horrible stories that happened locally um, a couple of weeks ago. When you were younger and you were thinking about this stuff, were you thinking about becoming an entrepreneur or were you just thinking about getting some money? Like, what was, Did you even have a relationship with that word then or have you, is that something that you've come to study and adopt and realise that actually, oh, me making money, going off, working hard, collaborating, pitching... Um, that, oh, the, what? That's entrepreneurship, or was it that you knew that entrepreneurship was, and and actually, I want to be an entrepreneur. What was your relationship with that then, versus that word now? 
I was just talking with my team, uh, Callum and Jack, who are here today on, on the drive down here. Mm-hmm. Um, these guys, by the way, behind the scenes, that none of what we're achieving at the moment would be happening if it wasn't for them. Which yeah, is very cool, very cool. Um, but the, uh, and Talia and Cece, if you're listening, and Helen, I don't want to miss anybody mm-hmm. out. Helen. Whole team. <laughs> um, but, um, no, I, I, of course, I never thought about entrepreneurship when I was younger. School never taught me entrepreneurship. Yeah. Weirdly, both my parents were actually entrepreneurs. We didn't really describe people um, you know, 30 years ago as entrepreneurs. My parents were, um, but they were just described as business people. Entrepreneurship's right. been a word developed recently in the last mm-hmm. 15, 20 years, right? But I, I think the, the thing was um, my parents wanted me to be a lawyer. That's what they told me they wanted me to be, and that's what I told people I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And so I never – they said, you can talk, so you'd be a good lawyer, mm-hmm. and that's a nice, safe job. You don't want what we've got, um, which is, you know, highs and lows or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but the truth is um, – the the necessity to be an entrepreneur was what made me an entrepreneur. I had no choice. And I now call this, like, the Vikings call it burning the boats, right? Yeah. It's actually a really powerful thing. Sometimes when you've got too much choice, you 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 can't make a decision. So what what happens? People listening to now today might be, oh, I've got to go to university because I can't decide what I want to do. So they go to university, and four years later, £50,000 worth of debt, they're like, oh, I still don't know what I want, so I'll just get this job until I do. Mm-hmm. And, and, pe- and, and and sometimes it's too much choice. There is something really powerful in, frankly, just having to make a living. Like going back to that, that hunting nature. Yeah. If you just go and hunt, you will learn how to hunt. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this all, I go learn something, and then I'll go and hunt. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think for me, I had no choice but to go and hunt. I couldn't get a job, like I said earlier, I couldn't. So... I, I didn't really think about it as entrepreneurship at the time. It was very basic. I saw a house, a big house, with a bad-looking garden, and I just thought, maybe they'll pay me to take care of that garden. It wasn't that smart. It wasn't that intellectual. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't groundbreaking. I wasn't uh, finding a market gap and filling it. I wasn't drop shipping. Mm-hmm. I, I just walked up to someone's door and knocked on a door and said, do you want me to take care of your garden because it's messy and you look like you can afford someone to take care of it? And they said, sure. And then I realized, well, if I do this 100 houses and I get 10 people to say yes, which is what happened, then suddenly I'm, I'm making money. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and gardening isn't that hard, is it? Um, I was wrong on that point. Gardening is actually it's quite really hard. It's really difficult. Um, but, it's but, quite an awful, But you know? <laughs> what's great, sometimes ignorance can be bliss. Yeah. What I've noticed about people that go through the system, go to university, and they get brainwashed into thinking don't take risk, get an A is important, don't take risk, get an A is important. And then they get a job and it's like, well, you know, just just – no, don't speak up. Just do your job. Kowtow to the bosses and you'll rise up the ranks. And 10 years from now, you'll have my job. You know, and I think what happens is people get uh, caught in that system. Mm. And, and it's something really interesting. Uh, I, you know, going back to entrepreneurship for me was never a, a fancy word. In fact, I remember when I went to Hong Kong, I moved to Hong Kong at 23 years old. I remember when I went there, I met this beautiful girl. I instantly just I fell in love with. She was beautiful, and I said to her, "Hi, my name's Simon." She said, "Hi, nice to meet you." She said, well, "What do you do?" Mm. I was like, "Oh, I've I've got a little business," and you know, she goes, "Oh, do you have a car?" I'm like, "No, I, d- I don't. I don't have a car." She literally turned away from me, like turned away, and I was gutted because wow. you know, she was beautiful. Honey. Uh, but I remember thinking that entrepreneurship is like I feel like the lowest form of humanity like right. I promise you I'm going to make it I was thinking to myself to like almost plead mm, yeah. for her to see the potential in this 
no job title. I don't have a JP Morgan or a Goldman Sachs card. I don't have a car. But please believe in me, you know, because I'm in this for the long term and I, I'm in control of my own destiny. But a lot of people didn't see entrepreneurship as... And in Hong Kong, I was, for a while, looked down upon. You know, like, oh, you can't get a job. I don't want a job. <laughs> That's what people say, you can't get a job. So you had to stop. I don't want a job at this point. Now yeah. I've realised, before I couldn't get a job. Yeah. Now... Everybody wants to give me a job. and There's no job on this planet unless the business has purpose that I would ever work for. Wow. You talk about so you talk about like validation there, really. You know, you talk about self-validation, and if you stay within certain, it's not even just the system. If you you, that could happen in any environment. That can happen at home. You see that a lot around. A lot of judgment at home. A lot of judgment. A lot of of, of, look seeking that validation. So, you know, because. And likewise, you know, as a father at fourteen, I had necessity. I had to get, I had to get shit done. I had to go do. Mm. Otherwise, what? You know, what? <laughs> no one's, no one's. I, I've got no sick leave for that situation. Um, so the necessity to validate is gone, and you can just go and be hungry and do it. And that's for that's the rawest form of entrepreneurship, isn't it? That is, you know, creativity, hunger, necessity. Right? How am I going to get it done? I think that's amazing. So. How do you do now? Do you work on from a mindset point of view when you're speaking to a lot of people, like young people as well? Which I know you have a lot of interaction with people both on on your TikTok channels, within the community, with the other work that you do. Um, do you talk to them about mindset and, and how do you how do we break that thinking um, with in a, in a short period of time? Because it's that's that's really hard to unwind um, and is is almost a cultural issue. Yeah, and it's a big problem. Because, you know, parents will put pressure on kids to do what the parents want them to do. And and kids have desires and dreams. Um, I see it in my own son. You know, he has his own dreams. Might not necessarily be what I want, but they're what he wants. And, and taking time to listen to that and not interrupt and try to convert them into doing what you think's best for them. Letting people listen to themselves. A lot of people don't even get the chance to listen to themselves. They get told to do something and they're focused on that thing in front of them. Like a carrot in front of you. As opposed to looking internally. You know, most of the answers to most of our problems are in. We can look inside ourselves for the answer, right? Mm. And I think, um, to me, what I try to do today is introduce a word I think isn't in school and isn't talked about enough, which is purpose. Mm. And you know, what is your purpose? Now, it's a very hard question to answer, and sometimes you need time for you to figure it out. But if you start asking yourself that question now, you can look out for it. Um, and then you can go and work with people that have purpose to see what it looks like because it's incredibly infectious. Mm. And I think in my early career, my purpose was shallow to survive, which is fine. Mm. I think that's a fine initial purpose. And then as I started to make money, I felt um, a little bit lost uh, because I'm making money. The business isn't doing any good for people um, necessarily. And so I started to learn this word purpose. And initially I rejected it. Because to me, it's too fluffy. Well, what does purpose matter? Making money matters. You know, bringing money in. Oh, I'm paying people's salaries. That matters. I'm paying people's mortgages. That matters. And you can talk yourself into that. But I think in reality, that's not a purpose. And that's today why, you know, I, I wish that big energy companies and um, big business spent more time working on true purpose, not fake purpose but started taking some of their profit i was talking to a property agency recently and saying well why don't you donate some of your profits to help the homeless you know do something meaningful with all this profit instead of just make the people who are shareholders just richer 
And they're like, well, it's an embedded system and they expect their dividends, otherwise our share price will go down. And, you know, that's why I think there's room for a whole new wave of companies that build an energy business that gives back to the community that's it's charging. You know, like not just make four billion profit and put it in your pocket, put four billion back into the economy. You know, at the very least, put four billion back into the economy, if not reduce people's electricity bills when times are tough. Yeah. Well, take 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 thoughtful consideration planning into our economy. What a what a novel idea! What a novel idea! Don't I mean this goes back to my tribal point. I know. This is how we used to think. Mm. Well, you know, homelessness has been invented by us in recent times. Invented, right? Tribal times. The whole economy around it. We, we never. Yeah. Well, there's not only a whole economy around it. There's a whole psychology around it. Mm. You know, this this stuff didn't exist. Hundred years ago, yeah, if someone was outside in the streets right now, and yeah. um, we would bring them into our tent, we wouldn't let them stay on the, uh, on the outside on their own. Why? Now, but land ownership and property ownership has created this weird structure. Well, I've got, I'm all right. Don't need to look after you. Yeah. And I think that needs to change. And that goes full circle to basically, I think, purpose. You know, core purpose should be uh, helping our community. Yeah. You know, we, we we shouldn't let anybody be sleeping in the street. We should make sure the most vulnerable people are looked after. After that, it becomes about what can we do to give back to our community? What on top can we do to support mm. with our skill set, with our knowledge, with our uh, hands, you know, with our minds? What can we do? Mm. And I've noticed myself, I'm a lot happier when I'm helping someone else. Yeah, if I just spend my money on me, yeah. um, it lasts about two weeks before it just doesn't feel right. I don't feel that happy. Mm. I bought a fancy car, bought a fancy house. These things didn't make me happy. They ended up owning me after a couple of weeks. Mm. You know, I think what actually brings value, and it's cheesy, but it's true, and I wish people would listen to this, is helping another human being. Mm. Give without take is my latest hashtag. Yeah, you know, not nice. give and take, give without take, just helping someone, not because you're going to get anything out of it, because it's the right thing to do. It's what we're designed to do. We're tribal. We're meant to help each other. Mm. Well, touching on that, on your purpose, man, I think, I've, I've, my belief anyway is that your purpose, like, changes as obviously life changes as well. But I think that... I like that concept of like there's almost like that macro purpose and helping the community as a whole. Like we're all, I, I believe anyway, we're all in interconnected. Like we're on this earth together and we're destroying that as it is. Um, not only destroying each other in certain aspects as well, but I believe that especially young people listening to this, like that is quite a difficult question to ask yourself. And I was in that position probably about four years ago when I yeah. met you because I think so m with job jobs and uh, that becomes a title you begin to define yourself based on that title based on your performance in that environment that can then have an effect on your self-worth which then means that you can then project that how you're feeling to other people so i think for a young person like that that asking yourself that question is going to be really difficult but also letting young people know that you don't actually knowing the answers like like you said earlier like being curious about not knowing things that that's a pursuit of something really cool mm. um that's enough sometimes right that's yeah. that's that's just enough it's it's fine just to be curious and yeah. be happy like that's totally like to your first point you come around at the start around you know, taking your time that's fine just ask better questions basically mm. learn how to ask better questions of yourself and society i had this uh, explaining about we talk about the energy crisis i explained to you that you know of the economic development work we do around infrastructure uh, within this project and um I, my response uh, you know long email <laughs> you know crisis 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 we need to get around a table not because i know this and this is how we do it 
but we have very we have some good questions for you, which will probably produce more questions, which will lead to more questions, and, and that's an infinite thing because community and culture development is not about this is the blueprint of doing, and we just implement and go away. That's what we did. That's why we're left with a, a an archaic system in many ways because we're still playing with wartime rules versus actually now, if you look at, at us as a society, we're wonderful human beings and if we just get together in a more creative way. Mm. I'm just conscious of time. So if there was going to be one message that you would leave for our curious entrepreneurs, so the young people, you, some of the young people you'll meet today, um, some of the young people that will inevitably filter into the Purposeful Project um, by virtue, mm-hmm. um, what, what is that kind of initial message that you want to, to leave them? Purpose of life is a life of purpose. And I think, it's a, as you just said, it is a big question. You should ask yourself it. But there are some simple practical steps that you can take to give yourself the feeling of what purpose feels like. If everybody listening today did one kind thing for a stranger, whether it's go and sit with a homeless person and talk to them, or um, go give some money to someone you know struggling right now to pay their energy bill. Whatever you can afford to do time-wise and money-wise, do one kind thing for a stranger. And I promise you, if you do that, by the end of the day, you'll be richer and you'll sleep better. You know, and, and just that one kind gesture will teach you what purpose feels like. And once you feel it, you'll move away from the pure capitalistic thinking and start moving towards. And we need the young people to do this because yeah. otherwise we're going to build another energy company that takes four yeah. billion off the table and leaves people mm-hmm. literally not able to keep their family warm at night. We need the next generation to understand this potential opportunity around purpose, both to make money, have a good life, and help other people. And if we just go back to your pure basic DNA, we are tribal. That's why we're all going politically tribal instead of human tribal. So I would say to young people, tap into that. Play with it. Start by doing one kind gesture for a stranger today. Oh, mate, well, great message to think on. Mate, thank you so much for giving me. Appreciate it, man. And um, yeah, look, if you want to check in with um, Simon, you'll find him on TikTok, Instagram. You pretty much own social media nowadays. So <laughs> it's, it's easier to so say I'm, I'm just not on Snapchat. It's just not I'm on, on everything else. Right, fine. It's just not on LinkedIn, Snapchat. LinkedIn, Facebook. You'll find him on the news, usually mm-hmm. re- like, you know, representing our views and stuff as well. So uh, they're listening. So continue to listen, continue to engage. And uh, yeah, we thank you so much for everything you do Likewise. as a project. And uh, we appreciate you coming on this for us today. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Cool. Brilliant. Well done, everyone. Wrap.